Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another episode of the Steelers Burning Question. This is Dave Schofield with you this week. I am still trying to figure this out. I can't figure out a way to either not get the very beginning of the show cut off or to not have me sitting here for 10 seconds in silence because it seems like it's different every single time um, I come on. But hey, it doesn't matter. Here we are. Here we go. Let's look at let's look at this burning question tonight. Now, before we dive into the question, I just want to make sure that we kind of um, go over a little bit of some things that are happened with the Steelers over the last, I'll say, thirty six hours or so. This is being recorded on Saturday night, so we're talking about what was going on yesterday with the whole injury report. Although he was once again able to practice in a limited capacity. Mason Rudolph has been ruled out for this game. He is one of what was five Steelers and was now six Steelers that are now out for this game. So therefore, here comes Devlin Hodges as the next man up, ready to come out there and sling the ball around, hopefully on Sunday. He's one of five. Um, We also had James Washington, Mark Barron, Jalen Samuels, Roosevelt Knicks were all out with Steven Nelson being questionable with a groin. Then the report comes out this morning on Saturday that Nelson did not make the trip with the team. He is out with his groin injury. Therefore, um, it is reported that Artie Burns will be the starter. So that's six of your seven inactives right there. So when I was predicting the inactives list earlier today, uh, it was one spot. And the question is, who's that one spot going to be? So we pretty much know um, who we've got going into this game on Sunday. So just want to make sure everyone was caught up on that and that everyone knew what what was happening there. So here it is. I wanted to bring up this question, and I want to make sure I actually get the question correct. So the question was this. With Devlin Hodges coming in to play, we did have a promotion of two players from the practice squad. We have Paxton Lynch coming in to back up a quarterback. Uh, We have uh, Trey Edmonds coming in as another running back. The Steelers released uh, J. Rohn Elliott, the outside linebacker, and Fred Johnson, who is a guard who had not dressed at all this season. Uh, We'll see what they do with those players and if they're picked up and how that works out um, beginning of next week. So the question is this when it comes to Devlin Hodges, and that is, is Duck the X factor in this game? Or is the biggest X factor the Steelers' game plan with Duck? Now, let me explain this a little bit with what I meant by that. And that is this. I kind of called it a little bit whenever we had the whole Mason Rudolph era that started. A lot of people were excited about it. He came in and played well against Seattle, wasn't given a chance to come back at the end. Um, His last pass, well, his... There was a failed two-point conversion in there, but um, but no, that, I'm pretty sure that was earlier on. Um, his last pass of the game was a touchdown, and then they never got the ball again. So if I'm remembering that correctly, if I totally screwed that up, I'm sure you guys will tell me that <laughs> in the live chat. But he, bottom line is he didn't get the chance at the end to try to come down and get the win for the Steelers. So, But he had played well, threw the ball down the field. Everyone was like, all right, here we go. Mason Rudolph air. Let's see what he's got. So we go out, we go to San Francisco. And I kind of said this on the Steelers preview is 
hold on a little bit. I think they're not going to just let him go out there and just sling the ball around. I'm afraid they're going to take a, an ultra conservative game plan. They're not going to, there's going up against a really good team on the West coast. I, I'm like, I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket that they need to win this game in order to say that Rudolph is, or isn't um, the quarterback for the rest of the season. And what do you know? They go out there with an ultra conservative game plan. They say, well, he didn't throw it down the field. Here's the thing. Yeah, maybe he didn't throw it down the field and he should have. But what are they teaching him in practice? What are they emphasizing in practice? Are they saying, make the safe throw, don't turn it over, do all these things? If that's the conversation going on and that's the the, the message you're putting in his head, then of course he's going to check everything down. I don't know if that's true or not, but something changed from Seattle to San Francisco. And that was, and I, I, I blame that on the game plan, coaches, preparation, all those things. So then we have Mason Rudolph getting, getting the win in Cincinnati. Then we come back, we, we have the game against the Ravens. He gets knocked out on the first drive of the third quarter. And in comes Devlin Hodges, and he's slinging the ball around. He's throwing it downfield. Um, not as much as what people were thinking. A lot of the narrative was that he was throwing it downfield and everything's so much better. It was kind of the same narrative that some of us had with Rudolph versus Roethlisberger. I thought Rudolph played better in the second half than Roethlisberger played in the first half against Seattle. Some people were trying to say the same thing with Hodges. I went back and kind of looked at the numbers. The numbers don't match that it was really one that was that much better than the other. Hodges got bailed out on two interceptions he would have had, but that's what happens with good players. Even when you make a mistake, it doesn't hurt you too much. That was great for him. I think he's a great quarterback, but a lot of people are like, bring it on. Here we go. We want Hodges. But these were some of the same people that wanted Hodges over Dobbs at the very beginning because they said it, why bother to keep Dobbs if we're down to our third quarterback, this season's over anyway. So why does it even matter? Let's keep someone else like that. So a lot of people, that's what they said. And here we are in week six with the two active quarterbacks of Devlin Hodges and Paxton Lynch, two players who were not on the Steelers roster in week one or even the practice squad. The only quarterbacks that the Steelers had in week one, it was Ben Roethlisberger, Mason Rudolph, and Josh Dobbs was inactive. Then they trade Dobbs. They put, they sign Hodges to the practice squad. The only reason he gets promoted from the practice squad is after Ben Roethlisberger goes out. So in other words, both quarterbacks active tomorrow night for the Steelers are guys that came via the practice squad who did not start the season even on the squad. So it's concerning. It really is. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, let's just go see Duck. I'm excited to see him too. But my question is, is it really going to be his play that's the determining factor, or it's really, or is it really going to be the Steelers' game plan with him that's going to be the determining factor if he's going to be successful or not tomorrow night? For me, after I spelled this out, I have confidence in his ability. My biggest fear of this game Sunday night and why on the Steelers' preview, I said I picked the Steelers to win if Rudolph was able to play, 
but to lose if Hodges was was going to play, not because I think they're that that different in ability, but I'm really worried about the Steelers' game plan with him. Now, it doesn't mean that this is beyond all hope. It does not mean that they're, the Steelers are going to do the same game plan. One, they could have possibly looked and seen that this game plan in San Francisco did not work. It was too slow. It was it was too passive. It took great opportunities and squandered them away. And with all those turnovers that the defense got, and all they got was six points out of five turnovers. So maybe they see that as let's not make the same mistake. That's one thing that they could say. Another thing that the coaching staff could say is, you know, Rudolph is a guy that we drafted him with the potential to be the next guy. Doesn't mean he has to be the next guy, but he was drafted with the potential to be the next guy. So with that, maybe they wanted to make sure they're bringing him along slowly those first few games, even because of the, not even for 2019, maybe this had to do everything for beyond this season and in his future career with the Steelers. Now bring in Duck Dynasty, Devlin Hodges. He's not in the plan. He got, re- he got released at the end of training camp when they had to make the roster cut down. If someone else would have picked him up, didn't mean anything to the Steelers. Not only was he not picked up on waivers, he was not signed to a practice squad. He was, he's not their future plans. Doesn't mean that he can't be now, but he wasn't. So maybe they'll say, you know what? What do we have to lose? This is the hand we're dealt. We don't need to protect protect this guy for the future. Let's just let him do his thing. That very well could happen tomorrow night in Los Angeles. The only thing is, will it? That's the question that I want to know. I don't think the X factor tomorrow night has nearly as much to do with Hodges' play. I think that he will play solidly. I think that he will have mistakes. I think that he will have hiccups. I look for the Steelers to turn the ball over at least twice just because of the way the NFL is. I mean, I'm not saying that, oh, oh no, look, they, they took good care of the ball. That's great because, as we know, football is a matter of inches with so many things. You just miss a pass deflecting it that gets completed. You... You throw a perfectly good pass to a guy that hits off his hands and the other team intercepts it that has nothing to do with the quarterback. There's so many factors in there that could happen. But with a with a new undrafted quarterback, I'm saying it's okay if they have a couple turnovers. That's that's not gonna be unexpected in my eyes. So that's that's one thing, but I'm more worried about that they're so afraid of turning the ball over that they're not even going to do anything on offense because we've seen that in the Steelers. We've seen that this season. We've seen that in past seasons that the Steelers are so afraid, and this is – I put this on a lot of the, of, of the coordinators. You even see it on defense. They're so afraid to mess up that they don't allow people to make plays. They're so afraid to do something wrong 
that they're that therefore they can't do something right. They're so afraid on defense to give up the big play that they'll just let a team march down the field methodically and score on them anyway. They're so afraid that they're going to throw the, you know, have a turnover if they actually let their their quarterback drop back and throw one deep, and therefore they're they go three and out three straight series. Okay, maybe they're out of this mindset when it comes to the fact they were even letting a running back throw a pass last week, which we all know how that turned out. So let's not open up that can of worms. So my question that it comes down to that I'm going to turn to the live chat here in just a, just a minute, because I haven't looked at anything that's been said there because I've been focused on making sure that we're getting this out there and asking the proper question. What is the bigger X factor? Do you think it's the way Hodges plays or the, or the game plan that they had set up for him? Is there a chance that both of these could be positives? Absolutely. He could play great and they could have a great game plan. Or he could not play great, but have a great game plan. He could play great, but have a bad game plan. And worst case scenario, they could have a bad game plan and he doesn't play well. So the question is, which one do you think is the bigger factor? To me, I think it comes down to the game plan because I have more confidence in the player probably than what the, even the coaching staff may do. But I'm hoping that the Steelers learn their lesson and they aren't trying to protect this guy for the future and they just go out there and actually do a game plan to let him play. That is my hope. But if I had to bet, I would say that they don't. So that's my spiel. I want to know what you all think. I am going to uh, open it up now to, I'm going to say questions. But um, in the live chat, but that means questions and comments or whatever. It's at this point, I'm going to turn it over to those of you in the live chat to see what you all have to say. And um, so that way I can try to stay up to date on that. If you want to sit to answer the question that I, that I proposed, or if you have your own question and you want to make sure that it gets brought up, you have the super chat feature. That is, and I, I recommend typing in your question first then hitting that little dollar sign. You can throw out any amount you want to towards the show. If you don't need to do this, we're not, we're not here trying to solicit funds at all, but if you want to throw that out there to us so we can have things for like the giveaways that we have and whatnot, we can do that. So if you want to use that, that feature, it's available there. If it's on there, if you bring it up, I will definitely use it. So with that, I'm going to bring it over. If you brought up something good earlier before you see my where where I said this in the live chat, I will not have seen it. So if you want to repeat something that you said earlier, make sure you go ahead and type it in again. Okay. Here we go. We got Dennis Sheridan. He's one of our regulars here. He says the game plan, obviously. He'll play as well as they let him. I think Dennis stated that. Uh, probably better than what I was trying to state because he did it in about a dozen words and I did it in about a dozen minutes. Okay. So there's that. Okay. Um, someone said about what they said above was a comment, but I'm can't, I'm not, I can't go back to, to get that. All right. Um, here we go. This is a really good point here. North top says, I just don't want any more injuries this season. Absolutely. I mean, my goodness. Uh, going into this week, I'm really hoping that this bye week coming up is exactly when the Steelers need it. 
Um, maybe Jalen Samuels can help get recovered and not miss much more time. James Washington, hopefully getting him back. Um, maybe Roosevelt Knicks can finally come back. It's getting to a point now where it looks like it might have been a better idea to put him on IR because if he couldn't come back for eight weeks, he's already going to be out with the bye week, at least six. So um, here's some questions, uh, similar questions. There's actually where Snowman threw $2 into the tip jar to say, is Artie Burns starting? That is the report. I, the Steelers have not officially said, said that he is starting, but there's reports out there that Burns got all the first team reps and, and all that. Luckily, Mike Hilton, who was limited on Thursday, was a full participant on Friday. So he wasn't, doesn't even have a, a, an injury status for the week. But that, the reason that's important is because if he was out, then you know that Cam Sutton was your only option in the slot. Right now, you could all, if, if Burns is struggling, you could even look at Sutton on the outside. I really hope they don't have to use Justin Lane out there because he really could use a season to get more acclimated from what, from what we said. Um, some, uh, several other people, North Top, no, we already said that. Um, Elam said about Artie Burns. So uh, here we go. Knight Rider 16 says, Hodges will surprise us. I believe he's better than Rudolph. He broke Steve McNair's record in college. That's something to hang your hat on. Um, I think you're crazy thinking he's better than Rudolph. He does not have the pedigree. Yes, he was good in college on the F on the FCS level. But if he was that good, he would have been drafted or even signed as an undrafted free agent after the draft because he was not. He made the Steelers on a tryout basis at rookie minicamp. Now, that doesn't mean that, that he can't be any good. That just means he's a diamond in the rough. But one thing you have to look at someone with not a lot of snaps is their pedigree. And he definitely is lacking in the pedigree department. Um, people were enamored with him because he came in. Um, I think they hold him to such a low standard because of where he was. So that's why people think that he's better. Um, where Rudolph was drafted in the third round and even possibly had a first round grade on him. I actually wanted the Steelers to draft him in the first round that year because I thought he was the next guy for them. So because of those standards, I don't think people are using the same measuring step. So completely disagree that he's better than Rudolph. I think if Rudolph was through the protocol, we would have started this week. I look for Rudolph to start coming out of the bye. Um, and that's pretty much how it is. So then you want to know about my confidence in Artie Burns. Um, the problem with Artie Burns, that was um, LK threw that out there. Here's the deal with Artie Burns. All we have to go by is what he's put on the field in the regular season, which has not been good the last couple of years. But he also doesn't has not had someone like a Minka Fitzpatrick that he can trust to take away things over the top when they're supposed to. So Artie Burns has nothing to lose. This is his chance. I mean, he might as well go out there and just go all out play with confidence and don't overthink it. Don't overthink that this is your chance. You need to go out there because guess what? If you don't play well, you're exactly where they had you in the first place. But if you do, then my goodness, this is your chance to get a better contract for next year with any team, Artie Burns. Step up and make it happen. So that's what I say about Artie Burns is that this is his chance. He is not the only person that that has um, a – a big chance. And we'll see if anyone else brings that up. Um, here, <laughs> interesting comments. Um, 
it's funny that so many, a lot of people are really high on Hodges. I like him. I liked, I wanted them to keep him around, but I mean, if he was really doing even that great through the preseason, they would have found a way to keep him around. And because they knew he, they were in danger of losing him, but no one else wanted him either. And the question is, are we going to get, which Devlin Hodges is going to be on the field? Is it going to be, that second half of preseason week four that was just like this guy doesn't didn't do anything to earn a spot in the NFL. That player's still there somewhere. So a lot of people, I know you want to have hope. I want to have hope, but I also got to be realistic. And that's and that's the thing. We've we've seen some some lows there as well. Um so some people asking about Patrick Lint. Or, or Paxton Lynch, he will be the backup. Uh, trying to catch up here. So, got some people that might need to be put in timeout again. Uh, yes, Darren, that is correct. Duck is starting. Lynch is backing up. Switzer's the emergency backup because the emergency backup of Jalen Samuels is also out. Um, um, someone wants to know about, um, we passed on Winovich for Lane. He looks great so far. Um, he had a punt blocked that someone else blocked it, bounced right up to him, and he ran back for a touchdown. Um, uh, my nephew probably could have done that one. So time will tell with that. And the, the problem with Winovich is, is my goodness, he's old. Uh, and that's what's interesting even about Hodges. People do realize that even though I saw this today, that even though it's his third year in the league with Juju, he is actually younger than Devlin Hodges. So um, that's another thing that always comes into, fa- into play whenever people are go, go to draft guys. Um, someone says that I just don't like Duck. I tell you all over and over again, I like Duck, but I think people, I, I think, I, I think people like people like the unknown too much, and they don't think in reality. And that is, I still think he can play. But the problem is, what are they going to do with him? Um, here's a good question from Steeler Franz, fan frenzy with flip. Woo, okay, good uh, good alliteration there. Who covers Allen and who covers Eckler and who covers Hunter? Uh, I'll tell you one thing. It'll be, <laughs> Steelers have pretty much said they are not going to let them dictate their matchups like the like the Chargers did last season, which was a complete and utter failure by the defensive scheme to constantly let the let your let a non-pass defending linebacker be on your on on the other team's best receiver. So I, I'm hoping they're ready for this this time. So therefore I don't know how they're going to do it. They're not going to come out and say it. And I think that's a great idea. So but they say they're going to be ready for it. So we will see. So um here you go. Pax and Lynch was a first round pick. So there's your measuring stick. Exactly. You never, you never know how guys pan out. And especially when it comes to, to being a rookie, and especially when it comes to being a quarterback. I know people that are still really complaining. We needed our first round pick. It's going to be towards the top to get our next quarterback. Taking a quarterback at the top of the draft is still 50, 50, a lot of times, still 50, 50, an awful lot of times. Um, so, so here we go. Keep moving here. Um, 
So some people don't like that about the whole pedigree notion. Well, guess what? That's just kind of how it goes. Um, here, Dennis wants to know, suppose Ducks take the offense and blows out the Chargers. Who do you think starts after the break? My answer is Mason Rudolph. I'm not saying that's who I say should start. I'm just telling you what I think the Steelers will do. Um, some people get really enamored with things and don't think how the Steelers do things. So um, here we go. People want to know about Paxton Lynch and his strengths and weaknesses. Guess what? I don't know. He didn't get enough playing time anywhere. Um, and it wasn't with the Steelers. So that's not really my expertise. So my thing is, like most people said, if the Steelers were playing their third quarterback of the season, they were probably already in trouble. If we're going to our fourth one, I don't even know what to say. So... I know I want to have some hope, but um, I also part of the thing is, is to to quote the great Bob Labriola, he's like, the pe people are only going to take you seriously if when we're good, you say we're good. But when we stink, you say we stink. No, I'm not saying that the Steelers stink and I still have a lot of hope for them, but I also know how things work. Um, and I'm, I'm just trying to stay realistic. I would love to come out and say, oh, man, Duck's just going to tear it up. And I'm, I would love nothing more than to come on tomorrow night and say, boy, I'm so glad. I'm not saying, I, you know, that I was wrong with how the Steelers were going to handle him. Like I've said, I think he can do it. I just don't know that they believe he can do it uh, or if they'll even give him the chance. When we were asked the same question earlier this week of what does he need to do in, in order to keep the starting job, my answer was, I don't think the Steelers will even let him do enough to get to where he would keep the starting job. Even if they win, even if it's somehow a blowout, if it, it could be a blowout, but I think a lot of that could be on the defense if that ends up being the case with the Steelers doing that. But I don't, and if they get a lead, I, I see them not letting him throw the ball. So I don't, it's a, it, it would be a very, very tight window of even opportunity that the Steelers give him to do well enough to let him start beyond this week unless we have lingering effect with Mason Rudolph. So I do have to say this, but Bill Davis brought this up. He says NFL officiating is a travesty. I agree. People don't know what things are. Um, the officials are too front and center in a game. I still don't understand how they don't overturn that pass interference call on Thursday night, and yet they do overturn that one um, in the Steelers-Seahawks game. They, no one knows what their standard is, and it's like Al Riveron is just making this up as he goes along. So here we go. This is what I was hoping someone would eventually bring up. I know I got another super chat question to get to as soon as I can get along to it. Um, Jesse George says, I think Moncrete will have to suit up with this week. Absolutely. He's going to get a helmet. He has to because James Washington is out. The question is how much playing time is he going to get and what he's going to do with it. I said it in an article today is this is his chance to show if he's going to stick with the Steelers or not. If he comes out here and doesn't do very much, then my, my thing is as soon as Washington's healthy and if they have guys they want to bring back onto the team, he's the guy on the chopping block. I personally think he would have been on the chopping block if it wasn't for it being a receiver as one of the positions that was down. So he's got another chance. 
because you still got that third round comp pick in the back of their mind that if they hold on to him, he's got to be worth that pick in order for the Steelers to continue to hold on to him after week 10. Okay. <laughs> Here's a good one. Um, by, by Casey duck is better than Joe Flacco. At least, you know what? Right now I would agree. I mean, I don't, I don't want to go, um, too much into, into historically with that. Okay. Um, Knight Rider wants to know, do you think they should make Vance McDonald a key factor in this game? Absolutely. I can't believe that he didn't practice for two, day, two days, practice fully on Friday, and didn't even carry an injury status. So he's going to be a part of the game plan. Um, I think he's always a key part of the game plan when he's healthy, and we'll see how that goes. Okay. Um, Jesse wants to know, they called Edmonds up from the practice squad. Who's going to catch balls out of the backfield now? Um, do not be surprised if you actually see more of Trey Edmonds than you do of Benny Snell Jr. I'm not saying it'll happen. I'm just saying if it does, I would not be shocked. Um, <laughs> uh, someone that once again, they said they have a Tim Tebow book behind me. How, how dare I? Uh, yes, that's my wife's bookshelf. It does have some of my books that was given to me as a gift. And I have to admit, I've never read it. Um, Darren says he has a strong feeling. Mon, Mon, Mon grief is finally going to prove his work. Um, Jeff Hartman talked about that on the Steelers preview and thinks that uh, he could be the X factor in this game. I cannot find, um, I know, here we go. Here's, here's the super chat question. Cause they're not highlighted on here. Jesse George said Moncrief and Edmonds running back may get playing time. Yeah. We kind of brought that up some, and that is correct. I, like I said, don't be shocked. If you see more Edmonds than Snell, it could happen. And Moncrief is probably, he's going to be the third guy in the third wide receiver sets. I would assume now, could it be Johnny Holden? It could be. And if it is, that's really going to tell you what the Steelers think of Dante Moncrief. But he's got, once again, he's got the pedigree. He's been around for a while. Um, so why, and he's the highest paid wide receiver on the team. If this is the week that he's going to be active and you're down James Washington, why not get him out there at least to start and see what he can do? Um, because at this point, that's kind of where we are. Okay. Um, Crazy Chris wants to know if I would trust Connor on my Fandle team or Vance McDonald. Some people are saying no. All I know is this on my regular Fandle, it only runs 1 p.m. through the 4 p.m. games. So the Steelers are not eligible for my regular league that I do with Jeff and Brian. So obviously I have no Steelers there. If I do, if I do anything, it'll be just a single game one. Now, if you run one through where you run it through Monday, because I know there are leagues that do that. I probably wouldn't do that because I would say James Conner might be, he might get more carries than he normally has, but he's probably also still going to be expensive. So I don't know if he'd be worth the investment. So um, let's see if I can catch up here a little bit, but um, since we got some more time. So just some people, um, Someone wants to know, do you think we will trade Ben? Why in the world would we ever do that? Okay. Um, Cecil wants to know how many interceptions I think Duck will throw. Um, I'm going to say one. 
So just, just because man, some people are really getting caught up on the whole pedigree notion. Um, what the pedigree notion is comes to teams belief in a player other than what we see on the field on Sundays, because they're with them all week, you know, what they see in the past with, with how they were drafted and things like that. Obviously, when it comes to Paxton Lynch, the pedigree factor with that, yes, he was a first-round pick, and that was part of the reason the Steelers looked at him because he was practice squad eligible and a former first-round pick that they could sign. Plus, he was from Western Pennsylvania and and things of that sort, and that's the reason they brought him in. But when you have a guy that was a first-round pick that was then out of the league, that kind of goes away from that. But you still have more of a of a uh, you know, several years to look at with that. When you're talking about um, rookies or guys playing for the first time, it's a little bit different. So I don't know Lynch's stats. I don't, honestly, I'm not focused on Lynch at all. I don't know why we're we're so enamored with backup quarterbacks, even when years where Ben's never been hurt, we've always been enamored with backup quarterbacks. Right now, my like I wasn't even thinking about Duck because I was worried about Mason Rudolph actually doing it. And next thing you know, unfortunately, Duck has to come in. So I'm to a point of, man, if Duck gets knocked out and we've got to bring in another guy, it is what it is. So um, <laughs> Dennis says Lance thinks, thinks the Steelers stink. Uh, yeah, he does. But I'll be, um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I think their defense is way better than what we've seen in a long time. Their defense is really – really, really coming along. Um, I still think that that uh, Minka Fitzpatrick is making a world of difference back there. I think the Steelers beat the Seahawks if Minka was on the team by then. Uh, I think that Steven Nelson has been a fantastic addition. Unfortunately, um, we won't see it this week. Um, so we'll see if just a, an all-around better play in the secondary is even rubbed off on the guys that are the backups, okay? Um, like some people, they're like, oh, man, we've got Moncrief at receiver. We've got Artie Burns at corner. What are we going to do? This was from Night Rider. He's shaking his head. Um, will Will good grief catch a pass is what Snowman wants to know. Um, will he catch one? No, but I, I, I will all but guarantee he's going to get a target. I mean, the last time he was dressed, he, he played three snaps and didn't get a target. They, they've got to at least throw it at him to see if they've got another option out there. Um, and if they don't, then that just tells me that he has not shown anything in practice, which isn't true because I know the one report, the end of, I don't know if it was Wednesday or Thursday because I get it all mixed up. The report was that the last play of practice was a 35-yard touchdown from Hodges to Moncrief. So... That sounds good to me. I'll take that Sunday night. But um, it's a lot. I mean, what I'm what I'm trying to remind people is exactly what I said. Even me as a guy that likes Rudolph, it's a big thing to be asking him right now to go to the West Coast. This one's even in prime time, making his first NFL start, which is completely different than coming in off the bench with with the mentality. This is a lot to ask. This is a ton to ask. This is a big deal. And most people that aren't fans of the Steelers wouldn't even think that the Steelers would have a chance with Mason Rudolph. They are written off even more with the next guy. 
if you're someone who does, who just follows the NFL, even NFL analysts, I mean, the, the Steelers are completely written off because you, you don't go in and, and win a game like this with your fifth option at quarterback, basically at this point, I don't know if it's fifth, but it's, as you can see, it's, it's so far, it's so far down at this point. So that's just the reality we're, we're in. And I'm not, and I'm trying not to be down. I'm just trying to be realistic. So I can have hope, but I'm not having large expectations. If that makes any sense to you guys. Cause I think some of you are really down. I'm like, like, how, how do you think that someone wants to know how I think Gentry will do? I think he'll struggle to see the field. If there wasn't so many people injured, uh, he probably wouldn't even get a helmet like last week that they're going to stick with McDonald and Vanette. But with everyone injured, you got to dress somebody. Okay. Um, so some people are really arguing about, they, they really want to say about how great Hodges is. And you know what? Come back after the game on Sunday and we can talk. So I, I hope he's great. I hope he's great. I'm going to be in full support. I Do I want to bust out the duck call from my hunting stuff in the closet? I don't know if I'll go that far because it'll wake up my kids, but that's kind of how I feel. I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to support this team no matter what I'm, I'm going to be decked out in all my gear. Cause even when I don't leave my house, I'm still wearing the bumblebee socks. I've got the whole outfit. I don't usually wear the helmet. If you guys that have watched my shows in the past, when I would have the helmet in the background, but I, I moved out of that room to have better internet connection. Um, but you could some you could even see it in my profile with other stuff. I'm still going all out. I'm still I'm still a big fan. I'm still going to the game, their next home game on Monday night, and I'm and I'll have everything ready to go and I'm ready to cheer. I am going to be that way. But I'm still also trying to say, I mean the Steelers are seven point underdogs, six and a half, seven points. It's going back and forth. Um, I still pick them to cover, even with Hodges. I think they'll cover. I think they'll keep it close. I just, until I see that this coaching staff is going to let this player go out and show what he can do, I I, I just, I, I can't trust that aspect of it. I can't. And the reason that I, is that I think it doesn't matter how much I trust duck. It matters how much they trust duck. So that's really what it comes down to. So for those of you who think that I'm so down on Hodges, I'm more down on the Steelers thoughts on Hodges. That's really what it comes down to. Okay. It, it's, it's that I'm not writing it off. I'm not saying they're, they're done. I'm thinking it's going to be a close game, but I think it's a really big task to say that they're going to pull this one off, but boy, wouldn't it be great if they did because they've been so close in every other than week one and every loss they've been right there and, and should have won most, if not all of those games, but that's how close things go in the NFL. And, um, and P and I mean, I'm, I'm still think people um think that it's crazy to, to try to trade big Ben. Um, some people want to know if we would have a Watt brother, another Watt brother. I think that's a long shot. Um, we almost had another Pouncy brother. If, if people read that report that was um, out today uh, with Mike Pouncy, who's now on IR and he had surgery. He actually had a surgery in Pittsburgh this week with a neck injury that could even cost him his career. But the Steelers were interested in trading up to try to get Pouncey, the, the second Pouncey, when he came out the next year. He stayed in, even though they were twins, he stayed in college another year. When Marquise came out, 
So Mike moved to center because he knew playing center a year in college would be better for his pedigree for the draft. And because of his last name and because of how great Marquise did as a, as a rookie, he actually got drafted higher than what Marquise did. And when he became a free agent, the Steelers wanted to sign him, but they already had two solid guards entrenched at the time and just couldn't offer him the salary that he could command other places. But uh, they always would have wanted to, to pair up the twins. So because they wanted to do that, I'm sure they would love to get another Watt brother. I just don't know that they could ever pull it off. But uh, that was interesting. Um, there are some questions here that I'm just not going to answer. So, so that's what it all comes down to. I, I'm going to ask a question for everyone. Anyone wants to throw it out there. I'm going to try to, I'm going to catch up here because there's, there's a lot of questions and a lot of things coming in. You all have been great tonight, but I'm going to ask one more question. If people want to want to answer this, how much of a surprise has this defense been for 2019? What do you guys think? I mean, is this the highlight? Is that is that the highlight of the 2019 Pittsburgh Steelers? Is it this defense and the way that they're playing and the additions that they made and showing that what they could do? In my opinion, that's the strong suit. And like Jeff said Thursday night, the defense is going to have to start winning some games. Especially, it doesn't matter if it's Rudolph or Hodges or whatever the defense is going to be the, what's going to drive this team at this point. So that's just kind of how it is. So I don't see anybody right now that's actually answered that question. Um, so, oh, here we go. I was scrolling the wrong way. So some people are, are not overly, like here, Flip said, um, there we go. Let's go snowman. He said, it's been a big surprise. Um, here, the Joker says, not much. I expected everything that's happening, but Nelson has been outstanding. Yes, he has. I just wish he was playing tomorrow night. Um, Steelers fans frenzy with Flip said, not overly surprised that he has been solid for a couple of years now. They've been solid for a couple of years now, but, I mean, look, last year they only had 15 takeaways. This year, through five games, they have 12. I mean, they are they are ready to just crush that. They're, you know, with the exception of week one when they had, like, no sacks or one sack or anything like I can't remember it was so bad and no takeaways. It's been great the last four games. So um, here we go. Um, Ken says, um, not surprised from what I saw in preseason. Um, Double HH. He says, it's been surprising, but still the D hasn't proved that they are clutch the whole game. And like we said, the biggest thing with them being clutch the whole game also includes let's keep them off the field for more than 35 or, you know, not out on the field for 35 minutes a game. Um, I agree with this. Allen says the D is good enough to win a Super Bowl. I just don't know that the O is good enough to even get him in the playoffs is my biggest thing. So um, I know there's still some people that are down on Bud Dupree. He had a great game last week. Um, so, and that's kind of the thing. Sometimes it doesn't matter how good someone that people are down on plays, they're going to be down on them. And it doesn't matter how bad somebody that they love plays, they're going to say they're great. I mean, I love me some Juju. I got a new Juju hat on the way that I'm going to be sporting here pretty soon. But, man, that was a costly fumble. It, re it really, really was. Um, so I can't say that it's not a problem. So 
I mean, he only has two fumbles on his career, and both of them were in a pretty bad spot. But sometimes that's just life in the NFL. But um, so, oh, there, um, Ken says, I'm tired of the Bud Dupree hate. Me too. I mean, he's he's playing well this season. So, I mean, every you, I mean, everyone's playing pretty decently this this year. I mean, even I mean, probably the, I mean, Terrell Edmonds is finally getting going with Fitzpatrick and looking a little bit better. So, some of this they're really coming into this. Okay, but the question is, did you really expect this? How I mean, how much did Minka Fitzpatrick make a difference? I don't know about you all, but the defense was, eh the first couple games. And that's been a really, really, really big, big difference. Okay. So here we go. Daniel, this really, I think this sums it up really good. He says, I was honestly feeling better about it as were most people. Then we went out and got Nelson and Barron, but the slow start, then picking up Fitzpatrick made it excellent. I think that's a good way to say it. I think that's a really good way to say it. So with that, I think, um, I think we're going to go ahead and call that a show. I got some people asking questions that were that were covered earlier in the show. Um, here we go. I'm, I'll throw a couple more up just to try to get to the end. Bill Davis said Minka solidified the whole day or uh, back to front. Um, I don't know if that's exactly what he meant to say, but he's saying that, that it, the defense was really close and bringing in Minka just meshed it all together. So... Kyle, here we go. I like this one. He says, by not clutch, they're simply not historically good enough to win by themselves, but they're good enough to win it or to win it all if they had an offense. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. It's hard for just a defense to win a championship. It's happened very rarely. So, um, hey, Snowman, thanks for the update. I was about ready to check that. Penguins are winning two to one in Minnesota. That's good to know. So, um, some people are, are, um, like the Joker says, yeah, defense is good, but what good is, good is if the offense cannot produce? Yeah. And there's also the narrative that the Steelers haven't been scoring off of their points off of turnovers. And I know Lance Williams brought that up on the standards of standard, but he conveniently stopped. He, he went back three games, which was kind of convenient because you had that first game of Rudolph starting when they weren't letting him do anything with the ball. And they only scored six points off of the, off of the five turnovers. But the week before, and both of these were second half, I'm pretty sure they're both second half turnovers. Um, I know at least one of them was that the Steelers scored touchdowns off of both Seattle turnovers. So you look at week two and they got two turnovers, 14 points, which is the best that you could do with that. But when you, so when you bring that into the equation, it makes it not look so bad. Uh, last week against the Ravens, yes, they got two field goals, but they put points on the board every time they got a turnover. They went seven, seven, and three. So it would have been better if they could have got one more touchdown out of those two. That would have won them the game. So, but it still um, wasn't wasn't terrible. So, I want to thank you guys. You all have been going crazy in the live chat, um, and it was a lot of fun tonight. I, I hope I wasn't just stumbling too much trying to read through this stuff because honestly, it is not that easy to try to read through the live chat when it's just you on here and bring stuff up. But want to thank you guys for being out here tonight. Here's how the week's going to work now. Tomorrow night, you'll be back with the Steelers post-game show. I think I might have, have to be filling in on that as well. Um, we'll see what happens. I know some of you don't like my take on, on Lynch. My take isn't as much on – not Lynch. 
I'm, like I said, I don't really care about Paxton Lynch. If he has to come in the game, we have more problems than than what his exact stats were. But I'm down on Duck. I'm not down on Duck. I'm down on what I think the Steelers are going to do with Duck. I don't. I think that the, a lot of the fans that are close to the Steelers have much more confidence in him than what even the Steelers themselves do. But we'll see. So I want to see how they use him. I would love to see them do what we don't expect. Because you want to know what? You know who's also expecting the Steelers to take things easy with Duck is the Chargers. So if the Steelers can come out here and do stuff with him that they aren't expecting, that's fantastic because that's what it takes to be a great offense in the NFL. So tomorrow night we'll have the post-game show. We'll be back with the Steelers hangover on Monday. Tuesday I'm back with my stat geek. I might even have another another stats person um, come in and me ask them some questions about some numbers since we're heading into the bye week. Might have that on a show either this week or next week as we as as things change because the Steelers don't play the following week. But we'll have stat geek standards the standard. We'll still do the preview. Then we're back with Lance's. Yeah, I said it on Friday. Burning question. I'm not sure who's up next week. I just know it's not me. Um, and it's not Brian. It's either It'll be either Jeff or Lance. We'll turn around and we'll have some other kind of show on Sunday since there won't be a post-game show. I don't know if Jeff's going to do another Q&A or something. And then right back into it again the following week. It doesn't matter that there's no games. You're still going to get a podcast every day, from what I understand. Seven a week one every day. Make sure you're checking into BehindTheSteelsCurtain.com. We've got at least 10 articles every day for you, even on the bye week, even as things are going. It doesn't matter if the Steelers are one and four. It doesn't matter if they go on a massive losing streak, massive winning streak. It doesn't matter. We're still here bringing you content, and I'm still going to be dressing up and going crazy and wearing my stuff for games. And like some people, I don't, I don't not, I don't, I wear my Steelers gear everywhere. It doesn't matter to me if the Steelers are 5-0 and or 1-4. and I'm going to be a Steelers fan everywhere I am. And I'm hoping that's the same kind of people that we have here that, that are tuning in to the podcast, coming into the live chat, that it doesn't matter what the Steelers record is. There's nothing that could happen with their performance on the field that would make me stop cheering for this team. So I can't wait to wave the towel Sunday night. It doesn't matter if if – both quarterbacks go down and we have to see Ryan Switzer out there. You know what? I'm still going to be pulling for him. So let's quack it up. Let's get out there. Let's see if let, let's see if this offensive coordinator can really earn his his money and say, We're we're gonna do what we gotta do. Kathy gave us didn't even have a comment, but just had just threw two dollars into the tip jar. We appreciate that, Kathy. Glad you're tuning in. Okay, so let's get out here, Steeler Nation. I'm hoping to see a bunch of happy, ecstatic, duck-crazy fans after the game tomorrow night and not people that are just like, oh, my goodness, what are we going to do? Because guess what? Let's see what we can do. Let's go out there, get behind our team, and do everything we can to get a win. Listen to that stadium crowd because I'm telling you, even though it stinks that the Steelers have to go all the way to the West Coast and play in primetime and all that other stuff, I think you're going to have more Steeler fans in that stadium because that's the way Steeler Nation goes. So thank you guys very much. And in the words of Lance Williams, tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. We'll see you all later.